Boom, episode 92 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. It's me, Terry Flower. It's me, COB. And this week we're joined by... How are you, lads? <laughs> <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> Damien Dempsey is my name. The main man, Damo Dempsey, so we've been months in the works trying to get this done, haven't we, Damo? We haven't did yet. Yeah, keep missing each other. Yeah, he, he sent me a message the other day, well, an email. Saying he's dipping his hands in Pacheco. I ain't the guy his hands, but he's going to dig the head off. He said, <laughs> That's because you said you'd follow me at two digs. Yeah. I did. I said that to somebody who knows them. Ward got back. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> he's bigger than I thought, yeah. Uh, how's things, Damo? I've been down the gym with all the L ones down the boxer so it's getting ready, you know. <laughs> Training camp, yeah. <laughs> ready to rock. He's in fully camp the Damo, fella. Even Damo knows come in and threaten you before you threaten him. I'm on the back foot already, yeah, I'm panicking here. <laughs> yeah. They probably hit me about ten digs before they got one in on you. Yeah, but, yeah, but that one, one dig off you, yeah. Damo, Jesus Christ, you put a hole in the wall. Sent straight to Holy God's gaff. I know my days are fighting I yeah, pick flowers now for each demo, wouldn't it? That's it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you ever do any sort of fighting demo? Uh, I done a, bit, a little bit of boxing, you know. Yeah, bit of kung fu on that. <laughs> did you? Yeah. And uh, uh, Kempo, karate. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was great just to get all the stuff out of you and all the pent up stuff. You know, it was great. It was great for a young, a young lad. It's great for young people to get them. You know, they they, they get their rage if they have rage or to get that frustration out of them it's it really it's saved lots of lives boxing clubs and karate clubs and kung fu clubs and yeah we speak about that all the time any sort of martial arts or boxing or anything like that actually is good for the younger kids it's a great outlet yeah yeah you know what i mean all that negative energy and yeah. anger it, it gives you a place to vent or out you know what i mean hurt a bag instead of a person kind of thing absolutely yeah and it seems to give them uh, a bit of self-worth as well you know they yeah. carry, carry themselves uh, carry yourself a bit uh, and you put your shoulders back a bit more and you're less likely to be picked on, you know? Discipline as well, yeah. Yeah, discipline, discipline, yeah, absolutely. And just the air you give off, you're less likely to be bullied. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I think any, you know somebody who can actually fight because they never start a fight. Yeah, that's it, yeah. They don't, they yeah. don't need to prove anything to nobody, they don't have an ego, they just sit back and, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, how's things, how are you keeping? Not too bad, just in a bit of grief. My old daddy passed away, so I'm just... Uh, mm, sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that, Yeah, thanks, lads, thanks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's uh, grief is beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, would you rather uh, go through life never feeling this this uh, love and uh, never feel grief, you know, never have to go through the pain, or would you rather, you know, feel the love and then take the pain? I think that's something about life, isn't it? Like, death is a big part of life. Yeah. And that's something that we all just have to accept and face. Yeah, absolutely. We're all, we're all going to face it someday. So, like, yeah. I think a lot of things you see with funerals especially is, like, yeah, it, obviously deaths are tragic, but it's a lot more, it's more to celebrate the life of the person rather than mourning that death. Absolutely, And I think yeah. that's the way to, to, to treat it, especially yeah. in Ireland. We always have a big hooli when it's a bleeding funeral, don't we? Yeah, it's, we're still uh, fairly indigenous in that way in Ireland. We have the wake. Mm. You know, we had them back in the house, you know, the dan and, and uh, we just sang songs and, you know, kissed them in, that, in the coffin and that and, uh, you know, uh, like in <laughs> places like England and Germany, yeah. you're stuck in a freezer for about a month yeah. and then you have a little set of service and, you know, about 10 people show up. <laughs> it's not like, 
we went out to a place in Sards and we had a, a sing off and all. But you know, was, right, we're going to have a competition. You you sing and then we'll sing and we see who wins. And yeah, it was like Derby again. The little people, everyone got up and started uh, river dancing and uh, <laughs> a proper magic. Hilly. It was yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was like it was like a high king send off or something, you know. Yeah, Class. so uh, and it just you have to just remember all the, any good times with them. You know, when you think about them, just remember the good times and that's it. You know, and I have a, I have a strong spiritual belief, so uh, uh, that 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 helps as well. And uh, I think you're better off. Don't be an atheist. Just be agnostic. Just say you don't know. Mm. Where does the spiritual belief come from? Are you always like that? Yeah, uh, I had a ghost in my house. Genuinely? Yeah, well, it wasn't only me that uh, noticed the ghost. There was a few other people and the, even an atheist saw the ghost. So <laughs> he's not an atheist anymore. What happened there? Who's <laughs> in on that? Because we actually, we've we've been talking about this the last few weeks, conveniently, yeah. about ghosts because... Uh, we done something with John Connors. We went up yeah. to the Hellfire Club and me and this fella were the most... Like, we didn't believe anything like that. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. See it to believe it kind of thing. And we went yeah. up to Hellfire Club and I'll never go back up again after what we experienced up there. <laughs> demo. Genuinely. Bad juju up there, yeah. Yeah, like, you walked in and we, there was something going on that was out of our control and you could feel it. Yeah. You could... The, the, the energy was palpable in the place. The atmosphere was shifting and you're like... I don't like this get me out of here yeah. and since then people are like do you believe in ghosts and I'm like I don't know if it's a ghost that we've seen or what we experienced but something happened there was an energy something happened yeah. that's all I know and as you said yeah <coughs> don't be shooting it down just say I don't know just say you don't know yeah uh, that's it yeah but uh, we've done some uh, this, uh, it's called DMT okay <laughs> <laughs> I just heard that the, the shaman do this in South America and I consider myself a bit of a shaman modern day shaman or Druid or whatever you call it. So uh, I, I said, I want to try this, you know. Because, you know, I was told you go to another dimension. They call it the God Molecule. So uh, anyway, we uh, I was in this house for two years. Never heard a peep in this house, you know, living there. And uh, then we went into the front room and, and tried this DMT. Me and three other my friends and um, really did go to a, a, another place, you know. But um, it's only last 10 minutes, you know. But uh, yeah. it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not, it's not for everybody. Apparently it's released in you when you're born and when you die anyway, so yeah. we'll, all, we'll all know it. But uh, the last 10 minutes and then a few hours later we were sitting there in this front room and the blind came up and it got whacked back down, you know, and the window wasn't open, you know. And we are all totally sober at this stage. And I just looked at the other boys, see that at the event. So after that I just heard, heard noises in that room, you know. Uh, that was under my bedroom, just noises in the middle of the night, boom. You're going, the house is locked up, the alarm's on. It's not, it's not anybody human down there. But I wasn't afraid for some reason, and I'm a big scaredy cat, you know. I'm afraid of my own fucking shadow from all the horror movies I watched as a, as a, as a child when, you know, with me, me two brothers who were much older, you know. Uh, you know, so uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't afraid, and then um, me, me, me pal came over, and uh, he was an atheist, and he was sitting there with me in the back room having a chat, and he just went, he looked over my shoulder, and he went like that, just went, boy, blood drained out of his face. And I says, what's wrong with you? And he goes, a woman just walked through them doors. He says, I, I have to feed me dogs, right, I'm off. And he just got up and walked out the door. <laughs> I, I asked a neighbour, uh, what's the story with that house? And he said, a woman died in the front room, you know, before you, she died in that bed in there. Fuck's sake. And then uh, my friend came down uh, from uh, Donegal, he was a shaman. You know, we had arranged for him to come down. He doesn't speak on the phone or anything. And he said, can I sleep in there, you know? And uh, in the front room, he always slept upstairs. And he went in and he came out the next morning. And he said, there's a woman in there. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> well, he says, yeah, that's the most haunted room I've done, mate. Yeah, fucking hell. And he says, uh, can I go back in there tonight? And he went back in and he says, uh, I asked her to move on. 
He came out the next morning and says she's gone. I asked her to move on, she was trapped. And I never heard another sound out of that room. So uh, so that's so just keep an open mind, I think. You know, uh, I, I've been uh, giving nudges all my life. You know, I've, I've, I've felt things and started seeing things all my life. And my mother's the same and her mother, they call themselves white witches, you know. So uh, there's, there's, there's just something more than uh, we see them and uh, we know. I, I don't claim to know what it is. I don't try to put names on it. All you should know is that you don't and we don't know, you know. That's it. How long ago was that, Damo? Eh, uh, that was uh, a few years ago now. Um, Jesus, about uh, four years ago. Stop that. Decent down. enough, that is. I'm sweating listening to this. Well, my pals, yeah. said, I swear they got me pals at the main sweating about yeah. the main Where's this going? They once walking through the gaff and all. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't afraid though. That's yeah. mad. He wasn't malevolent, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I've been in places where I felt something like uh, I was in some place in Cavan that was a Christian Brothers uh, school originally or uh, a seminary or something like that, but uh, I felt real bad. Juju there, you know, a, a bad uh, spirit there. But this, she, she wasn't, she was a, a Quaker woman, apparently. And do you feel like you're gifted like that and like it's generational, passed down to you? So, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. there's some people out there that like claim, now obviously I don't know, but they claim that they can't see the dead and talk to the dead and yeah. stuff like that. I believe that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you go to a medium and they tell you things that you, you would never, they could never know. Mm. So there's something else out there anyway, but uh, yeah, I think uh, in the old days in the tribe, you know, um, you had to have something that you were good at, you know, because everybody sort of has something that they're better at than other people, you know. That's what in school they should just uh, see what the kid is good at and just encourage that, shouldn't they, you know, just instead of making them try to be good at all these subjects. Yeah, in the tribe you had to be good at something and, you know, you'd have your own skill and uh, some people were uh, just, they'd see things and, you know, they'd know things before they happened and they'd be trusted. But uh, nowadays, uh, if people don't see it themselves or feel it themselves, they, they don't think it's there, you know. Whereas in the old days, you'd have trusted the one of the tribe who saw these things and felt these things. Mm. Yeah, I'd be guilty of being that person myself. Yeah, because there's a lot of spoofers out there, Nemo. Ah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Con, yeah. con artists. Yeah, so you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't knock the hustle. You leave half of what you see and none of what you hear, isn't it? <laughs> They're looking to make a few quid, Damo. You know yourself. Don't knock it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, they pay the gas bill, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the gas bill these days. I tell you what, that's through the fucking roof. But, uh, right, Damo, we do a thing. You've listened to the podcast before, yeah? Yeah, it's brilliant. Thank, thank you, much. thank you. Shall we do it? Well done on your, uh, your, uh, your great accolade, winning the... Uh, the best podcast. He set us up nicely for that. <laughs> yeah, us up there, my fair play. Thanks for that, Dan. Well done, lads. Yeah, uh, Friday Brilliant. night we won a uh, Listener's Choice Award, the Irish Podcast Awards. Yupa. Um, yes. <laughs> up that flat. Yeah, big time, mate. <laughs> oh, we were nominated for two other awards and we Brilliant. came second and third in them, respectively. But this one... He was like killing This one meant a lot more to us because what? when they announced this category, they said... This pod, uh, this award isn't for the podcast was the most listens. It was the, for the podcast for the most loyal listeners. Sure. And we reached out and said, if you all give us a vote, we'd really appreciate it. Brilliant. And we got the most votes out of all the podcasts in the country. And I remember thinking, like, Jesus, I was really taken back by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even like, uh, we didn't think we were going to win because yeah. the way they broke it down, they broke the top five down then. Remember the three, top ten come up on the screen? And when the top ten come up on the screen and I seen who we were mixed with, I said, was snookered. Sure. And I went to the Jackson, Calvin came in after me and I said, I didn't think all them were there. Like, I wasn't really thinking straight at how many big podcasts I was. Mm. And Calvin says to me, look, if we can get toward, if we can get second or third, like, that's some achievement, bro. Come on, let's fucking, we'll see what happens. Sure. And then the fucking yo comes out, we won out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, delighted with it. Like, as Calvin said, like, like, without... 
I don't want to sound like one of them things like after you. Like, oh, that's the one we wanted. But genuinely, that is the one that we were saying from the start. Like, if we can win the Listener's Choice Award, like, because it's not us. Mm. And we say that when it comes to everything, Damo. Like, the live shows that we do and stuff in Vicar Street. Like, we don't have to do anything, Damo. Like, no. it's all the crowd. It does, like, we could go out there and not talk for two hours and they'll be up on tables dancing and singing and running and mucking. But like, that's yours, our magic. That's yours, two hundred years. There's a magic, the magic you have, you know? Mm, it's, that you've created, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Oh, well, so it was well-deserved. Well Thanks deserved. very much. Nice one, I think the big thing was is the fact that it was taken out of everyone else's hands, not the judges, not the industry, no one else, mm. and it was put down to the, the people that listen. Sure. And they spoke... You know what I mean? And that's what really means. That's where it hits home with me. And I'd be like, yeah. this is for them. So, like, yeah, we collect the awards, but this is the fans' awards. So, yeah. big shout out to everybody that voted. We love really all you to bits. Yeah. Fucking legends. <laughs> so, that's that done. Damo. But that's your intellect and your life struggle and all you've been through, and you know what I mean? Take it as a place, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what we just trying to share the experience, like, whether they be positive, whether they be negative, that's the plan on this podcast. Yeah. Is like speak about it and we feel like not many people before us, or not enough people before us, maybe is probably the better way to say it, were on platforms that sound like us and they were telling these experiences and yeah. it's okay to talk about the struggle and talk about like what we go through in life. Everybody goes through it, just nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So now when you hear two young fellas like us in our mid twenties and we're talking about me going through addiction and Calvin's problems and, and we go on and stuff like that. Now the younger lads are looking up towards and people a lot older than us as well reach out and say, yes, I've changed my view on this and now I openly talk to my child where he wouldn't have spoke to me about these things. Now he's coming to... And that's beautiful. Mm. Like, you that's, won't even know how many lives you're saving. You you'll never know, but you're there. Loads, mm. loads. Nice one, Damo. But that was always the plan. It's just the... It's more than anything, you know. And do you know what, Damo? People know that about yourself as well. Yeah. Like, you're, people know, and I think that's why you are loved. Like, you are a national superstar, Damo. That's, people know you're not fame or money hungry. People can sense it. And I think people can nearly read it off people and know when people are without even judging or seeing anything. People know by you that you're not in it for anything else just other than to help people. Yeah, you're a man of the people. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and fame would have killed me, I think. Thank God I didn't get fame. Mm. I would have hated it, you know. Just, <laughs> like, you know, some people lap it up are well able for that, you know. Wouldn't, it would have killed me. I don't know why you're saying the fame. What You are famous, no? <laughs> would you I'm not class yourself as famous? I'm a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, you're a cult. I'm a cult, no cult following. 100%. I, but you know that term cult following means you're not mainstream, you have this like side crowd that follows you. Mm. I genuinely think you actually have a cult as in you are the prophecy and these people will follow you Damon we went to Yagig in Vigor Street in December <laughs> on the 23rd oh, yeah. and I remember walking in there and thinking this is a church this is a gospel <laughs> that fella is preaching on that stage yeah. you had that crowd in the palm of your hand if you had said everybody shave your head they would have did it no problem and the no women would have been forced to do it 100% <laughs> everybody knew every word to every song you sang on that stage and even in that documentary recently, uh, Love Yourself, like, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's one of the most powerful pieces of media I've ever watched in my life. My missus, 
she only listens to it because I listen to it. So she doesn't know. <laughs> no choice. Yeah. <laughs> but she sat down and we watched that together and she bawled her eyes out. And I was like, see, I fucking told you. This is the effect he has on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I see that a lot in the audience. You know, you see like a woman like that. You know what I mean? And then you look beside and there's a fella like that. Yeah. <laughs> Our fella, he's being dragged along, kicking yeah. and screaming. But I bet he's a believer now. He's being converted. <laughs> I think about after about five listens, they, they just I might as well get into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be torture. <laughs> Do you feel that when you're on the stage, though, like it's a real cult following? Like they'll do that ain't now the palm you had. Can you feel that when you're up there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know they're like me. They're away with the fairies, you know. They're gone. <laughs> When you're singing, you're, uh, you have to focus. You have to remember the next line, try and stay in time and nearly in key. So, uh, <laughs> you have to, it's meditative. You have to, uh, you have to be there. You can't be anywhere else. So, uh, mm. you got all these people meditating together. Uh, it just creates a fucking magical uh, frequency. There's nothing like it. Communal singing. It's, uh, it's, it heals depression. It heals loneliness. It heals all sorts, you know. It's yeah. a spiritual entity, you know. It's, it's, it, it creates a spiritual vibe. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of vibes... You're actually going to sing a song for us? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Called Negative Vibes. Negative Vibes, yeah, about other people who put you down give you verbal abuse, you know. Um, don't let them into your head. Tell them to fuck off, you know. If you let them into the, your head the day of one, you know. Yeah, the, 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 I used to like sing this song to myself when someone was slagging me off in the papers or whatever, and, you know, I got a lot of uh, abuse for singing in my own accent. Reggae 10 songs in my own accent, and that, you know. But uh, stubborn man I am, fuck off, you know, fuck them. The more they slag me accent, the, the thicker they put it on. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Shall we get into that show, yeah. will we? Negative we vibes are this show. Yeah. Let's do it. So. About six, seven, the fella this. Nerves are gone. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to plug yeah. your hand in, Damo? Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, good man. Um, Calvin looking after the musician, fella. That's my co-host. Lord, give me the strength to be strong and be true. Cause Lord, when the devil gets into my head, I'm so blue. And Lord, won't you give me the strength to be strong and be true? Well, you knock me if you're so mighty. Why waste your time with me? If I'm bad, ignorant and sad, why waste your time, you're mad? You're just mad because your life is sad You've done nothing worthwhile A twisted knife because you hate your life My life you want to spoil Well, I'm never going to let your negative vibes and comments get true To my psyche and cripple me I'm never going to let your negative vibes and comments get through to my psyche and cripple me. I never will forget the suffering that my people went through in my country and overseas. 
I'm never going to let your negative vibes and comments get through to my psyche and cripple me. Lord, won't you give me the strength to be strong and be true? Cause Lord, when the devil gets into my head, I'm so blue. Yeah, Lord, won't you give me the strength to be strong and be true? We're no use, verbal abuse. That's all you have to give Will you preach, Neil? You're so cynical Jesus, wake up and live Will your bad vibe Will drive away your tribe And where will you be then? All alone Heart as cold as stone Hurting yourself again Well, I'm Negative vibes and comments get true To my psyche, I'm crippling me I'm never going to let Your negative vibes and comments get true To my psyche, I'm crippling me I never will forget The suffering that my people went through In my country and overseas I'm never going to let Your negative vibes and comments get true To my psyche and cripple me Lord, give me the strength to be strong and be true Cause Lord, when the devil gets into my head I'm so And Lord, won't you give me the strength to be strong and be true? Cause Lord, when the devil gets into my head, I'm so blue, so Der Volk am Lauf ist nicht leer, der kommt mal auf der Kaffee, der Brilliant, that was, Damon. Fucking hell. It feels weird after watching that, yeah, and not sitting here just clapping. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But then it feels weird to clap. Oh, wave is one. Yeah, oh, brother, you know what? That's a clap alarm. I'm a dancer now, he's wanted to grow up and dance. Pussy and mouse. Oh, stop. We were supposed to do the Bleeding Singers. But I like said we said we'll go see, so we'll do singles and then we'll go up and do the same song again, Damon. You shot a hop shot off your head. How many times I've sang that fucking song? <laughs> so, Leoma, has it that you actually have a singer for us, Damon? Yeah, I don't know if it's a singer, but I'll give it a go. Heard us, were That's five Dublin neighbourhoods. You'll probably notice. You know? Five Dublin neighbourhoods. Don't understand. I have all at the end of them. I'm going off the top of my head already. 
Yeah, Moreno. Moreno, very good. Well, oh, at the end of them. Oh, at the end of them. So this is like a riddle. <laughs> we can bring these in. Yeah, these are. Come here, you know what dance outside? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Right, Marina was one. Um, oh, I'm struggling now, haven't me. There's three on the south side, two on the north side. You have one on the north side. There's one more on the of north course. side. We we'll definitely get the next north side one and struggle with the rest. Probably better off going south side, I'd say. Oh, you reckon? Bollocks. Calvin, this is your department. You're always in here threatening people. We need a quiz. We need a I quiz. Damn, I'll hit you with one Damn, question. Damn, I'm going crazy. Are you having a quiz? <laughs> one Dublin question. I'm at the getting the first one. 20% I'm at the getting. Yeah, but you didn't. We, we can give you the clues if you want. Give us a clue, Damo. Go on. Uh, there's one up the top of uh, Wexford Street coming up towards uh, Before you go into that mines, there's one on the right there. In on the right. Portobello. Oh, man. Look at this, fella. Is that Portobello? Fucking That's hell. some question. Should have done me blade and taxi license, shouldn't I? There's two more than on the south side of our west of Portobello, yeah. In towards town. Right. In towards on. the Liberties. Ah, oh, bollocks. Tricky one, isn't it? Very tricky, Damon. <coughs> one question one be, you got There's one behind James Street Hospital. Behind James Street? <coughs> yeah. Um, Rialto. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're looking at me. You live in Dublin as well. <laughs> I don't live town. Right. Right, the only time I live the north side is to get here and back home again. Right, there's yeah. one more on the north side you can jump in with. Whereabouts on the north side is that one? It's near the joy. Near the joy? Yeah, yeah near who? Yeah. Beside the joy, actually. Mm. Fib, Fisbra? That's the one. Fisbra's not the GH at the end. Oh, so. Is it? Yeah. Well, Fibsbra. Because who's going to say Fibsbra? Who's going to say like, P-H-G-O-R-O. Is it? Yeah, for definitely. Yeah. Lads, can we get a fact check on that? Yeah, he's calling you. <laughs> yeah, we can't <laughs> <laughs> Too many spoopers out there, he's calling you out. I believe nobody down there. Trust no one. <laughs> There's a phone out there. <laughs> and then there's one more on the south side. One more on the south side. Poxy, this question is, damn it, I'm going home, I'm going to sting me there right <laughs> off the bat of him. Actually, now that you said first, but a big shout out to Thomas Carty. You know Thomas Carty? Heavyweight boxer. Oh, the Thomas is brilliant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big, big fan of you. He's yeah. the one who literally... We... <laughs> right for Yeah. Right for He's brilliant, didn't he? Brilliant. But um, we had him on early days, and he said to us, lads, get... Now, it wasn't you should have Damo on, you know? It was a trick. It was a get Damo <laughs> on the floor. That's what on, is it? Yeah, Thanks, basically. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> no, Th Thomas made us fans of you, yeah. But uh, big shout out to Tomo, yeah. Against your own will, but we're still fans now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'll rub you get them on, yeah. Yeah. On yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm going to listen to the party on. Don't worry, Tomo. <laughs> uh, I give up, Damo, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it'd be like uh, the most Dublin of all the O's there. In the heart of old Dublin, real Dublin. Yeah, but see, you're talking about in and around the Liberties, yeah? Yeah. Begins with a P. I'm gone. I'm gone with the end of blank there. Pimlico. Never heard of it. Never heard of Pimlico? Him? No. Pimlico. Is that no. Pimlico? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? It's right in the smack bang of the Liberties. Is it, yeah? Yeah. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, Siobhan, I just call that the Liberties, I didn't know. Proper, proper Dublin, yeah. Yeah. You are on this podcast months saying you want the quiz. We got hit with one quiz. What's the biggest <laughs> country in the world? Russia. What's the smallest? The Vatican City. Right, you had to make an offer. 
Right, we can. I'm at the game, most of them, didn't I? You didn't get any of them. You got two, I got one. You didn't even get fibs for it. <laughs> He's right. Fella lives in fibs for it. <laughs> and he thought it was spelled with a GH. No wonder no letters are coming to your gaff. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust them. I still think that's GH. Did we get a fight? Boys, can you just give me a show? It's both. It's both. both. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who's asking the question. <laughs> if it's a cop or it's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit of both. Yeah. We yeah. have one that someone sent in, right? So, particularly with gigs, you know, Damo, you'd know uh, the odd gig yourself, yeah? yeah so, no. you know, when people buy drinks and you put them down on the ground and someone comes over and kicks the bleeding drinks down, whose fault is it? Is it your fault for putting them on the ground or your man's fault for kicking them? Well, if you're the one who put the drinks on the ground, it's his fault. But if you kick the drinks, it's their fault. So it depends on who's... What position you're yeah. in. Yeah. Depends. If it's in a pub, like, it's your fault. But if it's a festival, it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went to gigs with two different sets of mates, yeah? And this has happened to both. And one of them, a fella kicked down four drinks that were only bought. And he goes, I'll go up and buy them. And your mum's like, no, don't worry about it, pal. It's grand. Another fella kicked down one drink and the man's like, yeah, get up to that bar now and get them fucking drinks. So there's, that was my one. Because yeah. someone sent it to me and I was like, you know what time I was coming on? How are you going to work that as a singer? Arnold sort it out. That's next week's problem. That's like the leaving to trying to work that one out. Yeah. Whose fault is it theirs or yours? You want two people like uh, either side of your girl, wouldn't you? you want two guard, guardians there, two bouncers, like, you know, yeah. no one could walk. So you, you have yeah, your two yeah. older brothers is what you're getting at there, isn't it? Because you're the runt of the lit that we hear. On the midget, yeah. <laughs> Fella come in here like a wardrobe at runners, he's bleeding you. I'm only small. Oh, yeah. I'm only small. <laughs> he's looking down on the two of us. Small man syndrome. <laughs> oh, stop. But, uh, two big brothers, a nightmare. Yeah. They used to steal me food, you see, you know what? When they didn't come out like they'd be rubbing food at me plate, you know? That's yeah. why I never grew as big as them. <laughs> Just as well. <laughs> There'll be no food in the gap. The tree is what the same size. For fuck's sake. <laughs> they left some shite behind them as well. Mother of God. I'd say so. Dying or that comes out early one time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nightmare. Right, Damo, what we do with every guest? Take us back to the start. So we're going to jump into you now, yeah? Because we're harping on about everything all over the cafe. So take us back to the start. <clears throat> What's your name? Where'd you come from? And what was life like growing up for you? I'm from, uh, is it Dunamade or Donamade? Donamade. Donamade, yeah. It's actually Donamade. Is it, yeah? <laughs> Share my fist plus belt with an old. All the old people in the house called Dunamade. They all say Dunamade. Donna is D-O-N-N-A. It's uh, for the female and Dunna. You say like, uh, it's pronounced Dunna. Yeah. So it's actually Dunamade. Even though we call it Donamade. Hmm. This is good. This is good. Little grammar lessons, geography lessons. That's yeah. right, Smart, I'm leaving here today. Yeah. <laughs> Every day's a skill, isn't it? Yeah. Where's, where's, uh, I was going to ask you the other way, he's talk, talking bollocks. He didn't say bollocks. Yeah, do you know what? Roddy Doyle brought that to our attention, yeah? Yeah. And I was only had to get a tattooed on my leg the week before. <laughs> and I was ashamed myself. Do you know what? Changing, <laughs> I said, he has a point, like, but there's no going back now. Do you get me? No, but, but uh, no, I think you're really talking... You're talking bollocks. You don't say you're talking bollocks. Yeah, that's what way I always started thinking about as well. Yeah. You'd say you're little bollocks, wouldn't you? You're little mm. bollocks, you're big bollocks. But you wouldn't say you're talking bollocks. You're talking bollocks. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no. Don't mind Roddy Doyle. Has it, has tri- has, it has three rhymes. Ta, ba, la. Ta, ba, la. You're talking bollocks. So it has, has a sort of alliteration. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Using lessons yeah. as well. Then was gonna put this in a song now. Watch, I'm talking some bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> serious kitchen table talk yeah, going on now. Came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there was the uh, man that made me two brothers and Donna made um, Donna made sorry. They uh, used to live in Ballymun Flats and uh, they came down to Donna made in the seventies. So my two brothers lived in the flats as, as uh, younger kids, you know, but I never did. So they called me the posh fella. Yeah. <laughs> that was a panel beater, uh, 50 years panel beating he was. Um, great with his hands and uh, the mother had all sorts of jobs, you know, loads of jobs. So they were out working a lot. So uh, my brothers are eight and nine years older than me. So uh, I sort of grew up a lot of time on my own, you know. Mm. Mm. I tried to think and just grew up to like my own company. I think it was... Um, a skinny kid, you know, very skinny and uh, tall, so uh, I picked on a lot as a kid, you know, until I got to my, my teens, and then I started, I started uh, getting the bullies back, you know, but uh, up to then it was a bit of a nightmare. And it was just gangs of kids around, anyway, you know, just loads and loads of kids, and nothing to do much, you know, and in the 80s, like, there was, so just gangs in the corner, so if you're getting the head punched off, you're like, going to even go to shops, like, if you get like, a bloody nose in the black white. <laughs> but uh, nobody got killed. Mm. So there's no murders. Mm. Fucking no murders, you know, until the cocaine came in. But uh, yeah, I just uh, what was it? I think it was a uh, Phil and died in '86, and uh, I'm 47 now, so I was about 11 when he died, and um, I had no idea what he wanted to do or anything, you know. But uh, when his, people started playing his music, you know, on the radio and just around the streets and all, just mourning them after he died, you know. And I just heard all this this uh, this beautiful, uh, you know. Uh, Gaelic rock music and I just I just always want the guitar, you know. So I saved up a little bit of little bits of survey, sort of, uh, you know, you get a fifty P on, on Saturday or something. And uh, and just asked me that could I could I get her a guitar for the, the Christmas, you know? God rest of me, I bought me got me a, a little uh, guitar that I think was made in the gulags in Russia, you know. It was a nightmare to play, you know. Torture to play, but uh, when you got your first card, you, you strummed it, it was like getting the kiss of God or something, you know. <laughs> And then you could play a few cards together, you know, and then start trying to play the solos. We had a record player, just a vinyl. That's how old I am when uh, you just put the needle on and listen to a solo and then put the needle back, you know, try and get it. And just there, uh, I think MTV Raps was on the, t- on the MTV then. Uh, that was that was on the MTV then and uh, they were just talking about where they are from. So I was just, I'd start trying to write down what was going on. There was a lot of joyriding going on and just a lot of fighting. We started getting fighting all the, all the time, you know. Gangs fighting each other, but you know, nobody got like I said, nobody got killed. But uh, there was a lot of unemployment then in the 80s as well, you know, a lot of men out of work. You'd see them, they'd be spending a dollar on, on a Tuesday in the pub and the bookies, and then they'd fall home and smash their house up and all that, you know. So, a lot of kids, you'd sort of see them emaciated and all, you know. And uh, so, I just I just started writing about all this stuff, you know, what I was saying uh, with the guitar and them. Um, uh, I never really wrote love songs, you know, that that, that that was never a thing for me. My first song was about the smog, it was very bad. In the 80s, it was really bad, you know, and uh, people were dying from it actually in Dublin. If you went out in a white t-shirt, you come back in and be black, you know. So uh, that was my first song, so I never really written about Daisy Chains and, you know, girls and stuff like this. It was always straight in with the uh, social commentary. Mm. Exactly what you were saying. What you were saying, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's maybe why your songs are as big as they are, Damon, because they're so relatable. Uh, one song that springs to mind is Sing All Our Cares Away. Sure. And I mean, like, you're, you're giving accounts of different people in it. Yeah. And I think either people can identify themselves in it or they know somebody directly that fits into all those um, characters. Yeah. And I just think that's what resonates with people. Like, Jesus Christ, I know that person in that song. Yeah. And it uh, to them. Whereas love songs, it's like, 
yeah, Harney Mess Sally, they fall in love, have a load of kids, and everyone lives happy ever after. It's not like that in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? People go through hardships. People in in the backgrounds that we come from, they all go through this kind of stuff, and you resonate with them, and that's why fucking you are who you are. Thanks, Calvin, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that that song is that there were 75 houses on my road, and uh, they all came down from Ballymun, everybody actually, you know. But uh, that's about people up my road, that song, you know. We always used to come into different houses, you know, and we'd have sing songs. And at the sing song, you just felt uh, safe and you just felt warm inside, and you know, it was just a great, great crack. There was never any trouble at the sing songs. Everyone was in great form, you know. They just put, singing, put people in fucking great form, you know. And I always remember that, just, I was always at them from a child, you know. And I just love seeing the, all the f- feet tapping on the floor and just heads thrown back in ecstasy, just singing. And then when, when someone sang a chorus, we'd all join in. Fucking, that was an Irish town in Cabra as well, Cabra West, and uh, Keolock and me, and uh, all my f- cousins and aunties and uncles and grandparents. And, and uh, I just, I, I, I wanted to, I knew that was a very special thing, so I wanted to bring that to the stage. When I got on stage, get everybody in the room singing and just create that vibration I remember from the sing songs, you know. And the sing songs are a great link to our Gaelic past, you know. They're, you know, sing songs are something we have to keep alive, you know. They're, they're very, they're very special, because uh, you go around the world and it's hard to get a sing song. Mm, yeah, we have. It's in our culture, you know. So I think we have to just keep that alive. It's magic, and we tried to do it in, in the gigs, and that's why the gigs are sort of different because it's a big fucking sing song, you know. Yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah, I think you should add it to your vocalist if you haven't. Anyone that's listening, Damo Dempsey gig on Vigor Street. Genuinely though, and yeah. even if you haven't heard a song before, just go it's like and experience it. It's see the prophet at Mecca. <laughs> that's what it's like. Just Genuinely. experience it. There's not a person in there who doesn't know every word to every single fucking song. Mm, it's just yeah. magic. Like, we left there at Damo, and we've spoke about it on this podcast I don't know how many times, because we still can't, we'd still randomly ring each other and be mid-conversation and go, Remember that gig in Big Street? Like, <laughs> like, that was just, it was unbelievable. But that's what it is. You have that special group, that special cult following, like yeah. people who really are invested in you mm-hmm. and the songs. And like Harvin said, and even though you did say, look, our backgrounds, like like the working class and stuff like that, but it's not just for the working class either. Yeah. It that's relates everyone. to everyone. It's not at all. It's for everybody. Yeah. everybody. Everyone goes through <laughs> addiction, alcoholism, drug Absolutely. addictions. Hard times, finance, suicide. everything, suicide, yeah, unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Like these things don't discriminate. You'd be yeah. surprised. So, like, that's why I think, again, I'll say it, people just fucking resonate with the songs, me. Yeah. That's what it is. There's people in mansions that have it worse off than people in, you know, in uh, terrace houses are flat sometimes, you know, because their family life is terrible, you know. Yeah. So they've no love. There's no love for them, you know. Yeah. Mm. Sent away to boarding school, you know, and they're sent away for 10 months of the year, whereas sometimes. You, you know, you might have a lot less, but you're better off in a loving family, you know. Sometimes it's better to share a bed with your brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all done it. It all had to be done, isn't share it? Share a bed. We used to be shared in a bat. Yeah. Save us into a bat, one bat a month. There you go. And I'd be shining in it. I'd have shared a bat with my brother. Imagine that. Three years in a bat. No, it wasn't three of us. He's going to say, it must be some bat. Sean McDermott's tree wouldn't fit the three years in it. But, damn, I want to be up the way in school. What were you doing in school growing up? Yeah, I remember I used to sit there in, uh, in the one before second, what's a primary? Yeah, primary school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably says a lot, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't great now, but uh, the teacher called me up every day, where's your homework? And I just uh, haven't got it, so I just do lines, you know? Mm. I don't know why you didn't call the parents in, you know? He's probably afraid of me, hopefully. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then they done a. Uh, 
I think it was uh, the teacher on the quiz on the capitals of the world one day. Easter. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he said, uh, what's the smallest city in the world? And when we hand them up and they all looked around, what the fuck? Yeah. I got every, I got every uh, answer, you know. What was it about that that, that you enjoyed? Um, I used to watch, you know, he'd be watching the movies and they'd be in these different countries, some of the movies, you know. Yeah. And I'd be just looking at the Atlas and thinking of the movie, you know, seeing myself there, you know, just imagining I was there, there and all, you know. Mm. And I just loved that, just... Uh, I was just thinking, I'd love, to go, I'd love to go there someday. And then, of course, I started traveling then with the music, you know. But uh, I remember the teacher to tell a story at the end of the day, and that I loved. He was a great storyteller, the self from Mayo. And uh, that I just go, wow, this is brilliant when he started telling the story. If he had just uh, looked in me for what I was good at, you know, and what I was interested in, then they should have, you know, wasting the time with a lot of your subjects, you know. But you, um, you mentioned earlier on as well in the podcast at the start about. Uh in school, teaching kids the wrong stuff and not like I, th I think you're right. I think teachers need to be more, and not just teachers, skills need to be more into like what is this kid passionate about? Yeah, but you need, you need a little bit of the certain, you need a little bit of maths and knowledge. Of course, and that's, like you know, you academically, need, you, know, like, you need to get to a certain stage before you can, yeah, you know, go off and concentrate on what you're interested in. Yeah, I think like towards the end of secondary school, that should be a thing. Yeah, where, that's it. Where that's you it. take the path, like do your junior shirt, and then maybe after that, if they're doing fourth or fifth year. Really, or what they do in college, but football college is probably too late because you need to actually do well in school to get into college. That's it, you know. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. maybe what you're saying there is from the junior shirt, so 14, 15, 16, yeah. then you go down, you kind of go down that one channel. This yeah. is where I'm actually good at going into the arts, or but like you'll be saying, more practical, be brilliant, yeah. whatever. That'd be brilliant. Exactly. You mentioned about the teacher trying to tell you, go and do that football course or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I'm actually not even that. passionate about that. Yeah. Like, let me fucking go off and do what I want to bleed and do, you know, the yeah. type of way. So it should be more like, I definitely towards the left. I don't mean like, you're in third class. What do you want to do when you're older? Yeah, I want to be an astronaut. Oh, you should be like, a bank robber or something, you know, something <laughs> stupid. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll sort that for you soon. Yeah. Um, but uh, in secondary school, then, what were you like, Damo? I went to a school uh, called Mount Temple. Yeah, no, well. It's a non-denominational school. No uniform or nothing, you know. I mean, just, you just had to have your name down from an early age. And there was everybody there. There was kids from the flats in town. There was kids from Ballymun Flats. There was kids from uh, Hill of Hout. Sutton Clontarf, you know. It was some mixture. Protestants, Catholics, Quakers and Mormons and all. And, uh, but the first lad I met there was from Darndale. <laughs> great friend still to this day. Old Katie. Great, great, great pal of mine. So, uh, but it was it was it was nice to mix with kids from uh, different areas and different backgrounds and all, and uh, it was good. It was good to get out of the area. I have to say, just uh, just just to meet different people and see that they weren't aliens. These people, you know. Did you struggle to fit in in Donegal? Like uh, you talk about a lot of trouble there and getting out of the area. Um, uh, no, no, was no, it's not really. No, was, well, when when you start when you start playing the guitar and going on the guitar, you were the target then, you know. You meet a guy in the corner and, and you, you have a guitar with you, like, what the fucking hippie with a fucking guitar, you know? Yeah. But uh, thankfully, I was uh, I was getting big by that stage and I was doing some, uh, you know, training, you know, uh, sort of uh, contact sports, you know? So uh, if you knocked one out, you were sort of, you, you got the, you know, they left you alone then, you know yourself. Mm -hmm. And school, um, I, uh, I, I love the English and the history and that, you know? Mm. Do you think, Damo, you just have an interest in people and culture? Because you seem to be very in tune with your own culture and your own history and your own background. And then yeah. when you were saying you have a big interest in cities of the world and travelling, 
Yeah. Do you think you're just interested in people and how we walk and operate? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do, Kevin, yeah. Big interest in, uh, in, in history and uh, different uh, cultures and, and, and stuff like that, you know. And wherever I go in the world, I just ask people, you know, their story and you know, what, what was the history here and, uh, you know, and uh, the, the wisdom you can pick up off people is amazing. So I'm a good listener, you know, so uh, I just travel the world looking for wisdom and try and bring it back to people in here, you know, and, uh, you know, try and uh, instill some wisdom for the young people. You know, because I got a lot of wisdom off, uh, you know, all the musicians and that, you know, and mm. people people I met travelling the world and that, you know. So people passing on this uh, this knowledge and wisdom, you know, helpful stuff, you know, empowering stuff and, and things like that. You big into your Irish history? Ah, yeah, I know a lot about Irish history, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's... Was there a little hidden joke in there or something? I want to say what's your favourite thing, but like, do you have any... Uh, kind of untold stories that not mainstream about Irish history? Uh, there was a good story there, um, male sectional, I, I still can't pronounce his name, it, he was, he was a, a, a high king of Ireland, but um, the Vikings were running the muck here, you know, he got a force together, they come up, and the, the Vikings came up from Dublin to fight him, and he fought them in Tara, 980 I think it was, and the Vikings had a slave trade going from Iceland to Baghdad, you know, they are massive slavers, like, you know, and they had in Dublin, they have like thousands of slaves in Dublin, they had, but uh, male sessional, if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, he had the high king, but he bet him in Tara and then he came down to Dublin and took Dublin, you know, and he freed all the slaves, you know, and he right. just let them just let them out and he just go back to your homeland and or, or, or everywhere like that, you know. So uh, that was, uh, I always liked that bit, of, that bit of history, you know. If you look her up 990, the Battle of Tara. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice one. Yeah, it's a nice unconventional story that. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, particularly with, What's had to happen with the Queen Pass in the last few weeks? Something that has been called into question is why do people not like the monarchy? And then colonialism is called into it. And I think it's something that people kind of seem to forget to realise that there's parts of the world that were absolutely ravaged by other big superpowers in the world. And as you said, slavery was such a big thing. Massive. Uh, the Irish suffered from slavery and I suppose they kind of did benefit from it as well. In some parts of the world, we were slave owners, but mm. like there's... The stuff like what what went on with like shipping people off to Australia, which I still think is mad that you commit a crime here, they send you to the other side of the world to serve the sentence. Yeah. Um there were stories as well about like there's there's lords in England who sent uh ships full of Irish slaves across the water. Yeah. I was told this story in uh, Key West. There was a fella busking in Key West a few years ago. Myself and the missus were there. And he was Caribbean. And he sang a song, and he says, this song is about a slave owner in England. He sent a load of slaves over to America from Ireland, yeah. and they realised that they were running low on supplies, and rather than rationing the filth, they just threw a load of slaves overboard in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you read stuff like this, and you're like, Jesus Christ, that went on, and then when people question the monarchy, and you're like, this is why we don't like the monarchy, yeah. you're like, how do you not realise why people don't like it? Sure. Is it just ignorance? You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of blood on the hands of uh, the, 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 the higher echelons in, 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 in uh, England, you know? Mm. A lot of blood on their hands. But not just like, England? Not just England, no, no, absolutely. Not, mm. just, not just England, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a horrendous history. The more you go into, like, uh, the colonisation of the world, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's shocking. It really is shocking about what the ruling classes of Europe have done, you know? Around the world, um, and they got away with a scot free, you know. They got away with it. 
they never went to prison, never went, they were never put in trial for, you know, murder, slavery, you know, robbery of people's lands and like the, all the fuel, there was about six different famines they reckon in Ireland, you know, they're burning famines though because uh, famine means extreme scarcity of fuel but there was lots of, there was, this, was, this was the Garden of England and they were just shipping, ground the fuel here and just, you know, taking it out to feed uh, the army and, and uh, putting on the European market and to feed England but uh, as about six different uh, starvations here, you know. It's, 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 yeah, it's, so, you have to understand from people, don't, uh, don't dig the, the monarchy. Mm. It's coming from uh, a painful place. You actually have a song about it, then? I do indeed, yeah, it's, it's, it's an anti-racism song, you know. Um, I'm no better than you, you're no better than me, you know. And uh, I always say, look, uh, you know, at the, at the height of uh, the British Empire, when England was the richest country in the world, the ordinary people there were hungry and dirty and poor and they were being sent to Australia when they tried to set up unions, you know. And they were just being uh, kept in abject poverty so they joined the army and keep all these colonies going for um, for the, the, the ruling classes in Britain, you know. So, uh, you know, col colonialism favours a few, you know. They were colonised as well, the people there, you know. Really, but they, they, they were brainwashed into thinking they weren't. Yeah, the, my granny had a dream... I remember her saying she was a bit of a white witch, you know, mm. that uh, I wrote a song about her. My mother said, you wrote a song about my mother? She had to sign you did, and I said, no. <laughs> she thinks I wrote a song about her. Yeah, she's sure of it. I said, oh, bollocks. I'd better write a song then, so. And then I thought, my other granny, and she'd be going, where's my song? So I, I, I included all my grandparents in the song, so they wouldn't be uh, feel left out. And I just uh, looked into their history, and they were all born... Under British rule, the, the four grandparents, you know. So that's who the people reference in the song are? Yeah, my four grandparents, yeah. Really? Yeah, I never knew that. That's deadly. And uh, then I just uh, thought about all the different peoples around the world who were the very same history as the Irish, you know. And uh, I just thought a lot of Irish young people don't know this, you know, don't know the shared history and it might, let, it might you know, stop Irish people being, uh, be racist or whatever that's, you know. Yeah. For refugees, they might uh, feel more affinity with them if they knew... They had a very shared history to a lot of the people who were coming here, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'll give it a lash, will you? Yeah, please do. It's a nice happy song about colonialism. Yeah. But it's an uh, anti-racism song, yeah. Brilliant. I sing the song of the colony How many years and just they were not free And your mother cries And you ask God why Greed is the knife and the scars run deep How many races with much reason to weep And your children cry and you ask God why well, Annie, she came from Dunlavin town The TB came and killed her family all around Population boom Eleven in two rooms and Katie, she came from downtowns and streets Ten in a bed and no shoes on their feet 1916 came They played the Patriot game 
Eddie came from the Ivy Flats Tenement slums and infested with rats sleeping on damp straw Trying not to break their law And Thomas, he came from Kilmaine and Mayo Semi-starvation was the only life you'd know In a two-room shack Then Jade and let her frack I sing the song of the colony How many years and you still were not free And your mother cries And you ask God why Greed as the knife and the scars run deep How many races with much reason to weep And your children cry And you ask God why I look to the east I look to the west To the north and the south And I'm not too impressed Time after time after crime after crime They raped, robbed, pillaged, enslaved and murdered But Jesus Christ was their God And they done it in his name So he could take their blame If it's not all a game With Bible in one hand And a sword in the other They came to purify my land I'm a Gaelic Irish mothers And fathers and sisters and brothers With our own ancient customs, laws Music, art, way of life and culture Tribal and structure We had the civilization when they were still Neanderthal nations and we suffer with the Native American, the Indian in Asia, Aboriginal Australia, the African people with their history so deep and our children still weak and our lives are still cheap. You came from Germany, from France, from England and from Spain, from Belgium, Holland, Portugal, you're all are much the same. You took what was not yours, went against your own Bible. You broke your own laws just to outdo the rival. But did you ever apologize for the hundreds of millions of lives you destroyed and terrorized? Have you never realized? Did you never feel shame for what was done in your country's name? And find out who's to blame? And why they were so inhumane Still they teach you in your school About those glorious days of rule That was your destiny to be Superior to me But if you have any kind of mind You'll see that all humankind Are the children of this earth And your hate for them Will chew you up and spit you out free you'll never kill her 
to be free Inside our minds we hold, hold the key Damo! Damo! Ah, stop! You name the time, the place, and I'm there ready for war, Damo. Oh, stop! Ready to cause murder at the head, that, yeah. Take over the goal out studios. Yeah. Where I spared me head. There's a great line in that song and it says they teach you when you're skilled about those glorious days of rule. So that's that's the ignorance there. Yeah, that's the um, yeah. I think do you know in Germany, I used to work with a, a German fella and he said in Germany they actually go into debt about World War Two and what went wrong there. So yeah. it never happens again. Yeah. But then when you look at other countries around the world, yeah. And it's like, oh, we were great, we conquered the world. It's very true, yeah. Most people, they don't survive. Most people are uh, in England, they're, uh, they're proud of the British Empire, you know? Mm. Yeah. Which is, uh, it was going, yeah, serious. You know, I was going, fucking hell. I was going, I can't believe it. Because they haven't been taught the, the, the reality yeah. of, what, of what was done to people. That's why they, they're proud of it, you know? Yeah. They, have been, they don't know. No, you couldn't be proud if they knew. If yeah. they knew, like I knew, what 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 happened here, you mm. what, what what we know. Mm. They could, if you're if you're proud, that that's be something wrong with you, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, but not just here, like the likes of Africa, India as well. You mentioned like India went through some serious uh, famines as well as yeah. we did, and they done the same thing there. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Was that a hard song to write, Damo? Uh, I believe the ancestors wrote that song. Mm. Just flower. It was twice as long as the. I just like that. <laughs> I just came to fucking this man. I just, I just like about 20 fucking five pages. I just went, Jesus, where did that come from? Does that happen often? Eh, uh, no. So, so. <laughs> it was a one and done. It was like, this was meant to happen here. I just went, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> sound, yeah. You feel like that when you're, when you're performing or writing them or like you're channeling something else? Yeah, definitely. Because just watching you there, you, I don't know if you go through some sort of transition, but like your grand, you're setting up them, boom. It's yeah. like you're in the zone up there. Yeah, you're away with the fairies. I don't know. I don't know where it is, but uh, it's it's a good place. It's it's a good thing coming through. Yeah, it's the spirit. I think it's the spirit, you know. But people think I'm mad, but sure, a bit of madness helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we branch off into that, we were talking about you growing up and going to school and getting into music. You said you were kind of shy. You spent Very a lot of time. Yeah. The music help you come out of your shell. Uh. It got me girls anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big bounce. Well, this is after school, no, not in school, but uh, when they start doing gigs, like uh, if we went to a club, you know, my brothers, they'd be laughing at me, you know. My brother would be there, the big fella, would be going, uh, two women, you know, don't talk to me, you'll only fall in love with me. Yeah. And they'd be like falling over to get to him, you know. And I'd be there, they were girl, so what do you think of the Palestinian situation at the moment? You know? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be going, fuck off, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you political climate. <laughs> Until you walk in with a guitar. Changes everything. I know a fella just bought a guitar case. He just used to go around pubs. Yeah. And parties with the guitar case. Not knowing how to play it, like. There's nothing in the fucking thing. <laughs> just in case. Billy gets back to the cafe and he says, yeah. singles a song, and he opens and he goes, Bollock, someone's had to rob me guitar. I know, it's in the guitar shop getting fixed, you know. That's just, you know, put it in today to get fixed, you know. I'm going to get it tomorrow. That's what he'd say, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. tricking the book there. It's like, 
Our woke. fellas bring them around Ulysses, you know, just put it on the table in the pub. Yeah, pretend that you <laughs> read it. <laughs> yeah. What's about blading 10,000 pages long, I think, isn't that for fuck's sake? <laughs> but yeah, it helped you grow into yourself, did it, Dave? I did. The challenge of, uh, you know, fucking terrible show, I like, couldn't look people in the eye. Used to stutter when I was getting that bad show, you know. So starting to stutter for a while. I was in, in the secondary, it was kind of called Dome, you know, in the first year. Densey, they used to call me Dense. Densey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not fucking shy anymore. You're coming in here threatening me and all. My nerves are gone. <laughs> when they used to read my name, the all the class would go, duh, you know. I've done me, done me, uh, me intercert though, you know. Yeah. Well, I wanted to leave and get a job in Dunstars, packing shelves. I'm my mates were packing shelves there in Dunamid. And they're coming home with wage packets and going, oh, look at that, the smell that, look at making smell the money and the, buying clothes and, you know. We're going around in rags we were, you know. Yeah. But these were, they had jobs, you know. They give them a few bob, buy some new clothes and go out drinking. Mm. So I just wanted that. But my mother begged me, my mother guilted me into f- down the living. Did you do it? We did. Yeah. We did, I don't know. I stood on and done it. And uh, I used to go to, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do homework at home, so we used to, used to have these things in, in uh, Mount Temple in the library. You'd go back in at night time and study, go to the library and study. So I'd, I'd scrape me uh, leaving cert. Got yeah. five passes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck it, you got it, didn't you? I got an A and C syllabus match. Do you know see syllabus maths? No. Two no. plus two is four. <laughs> they really was a, 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 a telly, you know, and the Barney be on a two plus two is four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ghastly. You want to see the questions? I got an A on the... It's like <laughs> multiply ten by ten and divided by uh, two. <laughs> That's definitely the question. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I don't be, uh, don't be leaving. Mm-hmm. You had... A bad encounter when you were a teenager. You had a you had a run in with a few fellas, did you? Oh, that was a bit later. It was later, was it? Wasn't as a teenager, no? Uh, it, it was. It, there was loads of run ins when I was a teenager, but uh, the, the the one where that bit me tongue, that was I was a bit. Of, that was like to the end of my teens, you know. Mm. That was. Uh, yeah, it was around twenty, I think it was, when I got that. Uh, I think because I was bullied for so long, like uh, I, I wouldn't have anything past then. When I got a bit older and I was able to, you know, knew I was able to fight. Then if anyone said that, I'd be, you know, let's go, in, yeah. let's go, you know. But uh, I'm full of soap and all, and you know, you know, some you keep doing that, and you're gonna get a fucking the bad hiding somebody, and that's what happened. So I got the bad kicking and a bit through my tongue, yeah, and I couldn't speak, and I couldn't sing. When I couldn't sing for fucking about a month, it was a nightmare. I had to get the tone sound back on, you know. I had to just write down when I wanted to talk to somebody, you know. So uh, that 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 kind of that stopped me from, you know, getting drunk and you know, you know, wanting to fight the bully or you know, looking out for the bully and that, you know, that that stopped me doing that. I was a lot more careful then and just you know walked away from uh, any trouble after that. So it was a good lesson. Good lesson. Yeah, you took the positives from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to sort of hit rock bottom or something tragic to happen because God knows what could have happened on that. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. You know, well, it could have been that, yeah, definitely. So sometimes it takes that. Yeah, I could have got the like kicking the wrong part of the head and I was on the ground and yeah, dead. Mm, and it happens often enough yeah. out there. You know what I mean? If a couple of young players and they they don't understand what they're doing, they're running over and jumping on a fella's head here and there and them. Yeah. Boom, they find out a few days later. He's dead. That fella's dead, do you know what I mean? That's the life fucking change forever, isn't it? Forever, and that's what people don't really understand. We talk about it as well, and this all the time. Like, yeah. like there's so many cases of just hitting a fella outside the nightclub and him dying. One punch yep. deaths, yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. And, and, and the pavement kills him, not you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The thing about it is them fights are preventable as well. Yep. 
every fight, nearly every fight is preventable. Absolutely, like, yeah. I can't remember the last time I've had a fight. Yeah. I enjoy like boxing and stuff like that, but I mean, a street fight, I can't remember the last time because you can avoid a fight. Absolutely. Like when something's kicking up, why you think, like I think a lot of young players, that ego gets the better of them. Course, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of them. an ego and drink. Mm. That's what it is, you know Bad what I mean? combination, yeah. And yeah. instead of it's just going. As well. Yeah, mm. well, cocaine's the big one now, isn't it? Yeah. Everything is amped up with the, yeah. with the drink and the drugs and yeah. <laughs> something kicks off and it's something so minor where you're like, you can actually walk away there. I know. And uh, something bad. And then your life has changed forever. Changed forever, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying, isn't it? It's sad, it is. And like, that, that definitely could have happened in your case there as well. Yeah. Yeah, but you took the lesson from it, as you said. Absolutely, I didn't date yet. Mm. Did you? Did you like a gaggle years ago, Damo? Or do you like a gaggle now? Oh, I still have a few jars, yeah, but it was sort of wild to be twenties was wild, wild enough. Exploring, partying. Yeah, I was drinking spirits and all, you know. Ah, mm. Heavy whack that. Knock around my shame again and let you know for the, for a little bit, you know. <laughs> Looking for the chat sheet there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Why didn't you damn him? Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to be one of the hellraisers and all this shit, you know, but it's fucking kill you. Yeah, you may as well have just walked into the joy yourself. Yeah. It's a take me. Went into the mark, walk into the fucking <laughs> yeah, mark. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one or the other because you're destined for something with that crowd, what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh how old were you Damon when you started really getting noticed with your music? Yeah. When it's kind of really start taking off with you? Well, he had a bit of a, a little bit of a minor hitch, you know. This 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 fella, the um, he's good to do with a good deal with uh, Robert Stevenson and Ingmar Kiang, they were good fellas, but uh, they wanted to get me on the radio, so they took one of these songs called Dublin Town and uh, they, they uh, put a, a, a bit of a scabby to it. But uh, I had never really been in the studio before, so it was just uh, I didn't know what to say, I was pretty shy, so the song was losing a lot of its meaning. I sort of made it a bit, made it a bit uh, gimmicky, you know. So that was, that, you know, that got a lot of radio play, but people just got the wrong uh, impression of me, you know. And like I said, as you were saying, you got a lot of stick for your accents when you started this off, you know. So I got fierce, fierce stick for the accent. Slagged off a lot, you know. But uh, but yeah, I suppose I, I probably shouldn't have released that song, you know. It just gave people the wrong impression. But it didn't help that that little bollocks Dustin the turkey was out at the same fucking time, you know. That <laughs> 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 didn't help at all. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was having hits at the same time, so people just put me in the same bracket as him, you know. Yeah, but, uh, and it was some some reviewer said that one time, he's like dusting the turkey on acid. You can't even get annoyed at a review like that, Damo. They just tag that one. I would put that up me well. Yeah. <laughs> See the accent thing, Damo. I just I don't get what people want you to do. Like, what do you yeah. want everybody to sound like? Just neutral kind of monotone yeah. voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because if you look anywhere in Ireland, and then even in Dublin, like, do you know what I mean? Like, accents kind of fucking vary when you're only going like 20 miles. 20 yeah. miles? They vary from flats to flats. Yeah. Sometimes. Especially, but in Dublin, like, it varies from north side to south side even. Yeah. And then, if you look at the corners of Bladen, the, the, the country, like, if you go away, accent, Cork, Limerick, yeah. Kerry, the north accent. That's the way it changes, isn't it? It's, it's, it's actually, it's fascinating. Deadly. Yeah. Do you know what it is though? I think it nearly became popular to be working class. I felt like Jordan lockdown or something, it was nearly popular to be from the flats. Mm. And it was nearly popular to be that young flat. Yeah. And I think when we started this podcast, it was around that time when people were actually shown. And I think 
that's what it was. It wasn't even like people would say to us at the start, why do they try and sound like they're from the flats? Better they're from this place and that place. And you're like, what do you want us to do there? Like, this is us talking and then you're saying, oh, you're talking with an accent or you're trying to sound like this. Like as if, because that's what I'm saying. It was like, it was nearly popular to be from the flats. Mm. So I think people just assumed that we tried to sound like more common than we are. Sure. Do you know what I mean? But that's, yeah. that's, you it was probably a weird. the opposite of that, didn't they? No, they just, they just did, didn't like the way it was. They said, why do you sing like that, you know? Hmm. I had people from um, working class places saying, what do you sing like that for? Yeah. So, yeah they say, you're very common, you know? And I say, so what fucking you? Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't sing like that, though. I'd like fucking mud fuck off. Yeah, it's because they haven't heard it before. Yeah. So when something is near, and I think it's the same here, when people are hearing us, they're like, what the fuck? What there is, it's that what makes you unique, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, imagine you're all, everyone just sounded the same when you were on the radio. What's yeah. the fucking point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I'd be proud of where you're from, would you? Yeah, but I think at first it's, it's like an issue, but now people look and go, oh, actually, mm. the songs actually are good. Mm. The podcast actually is decent. I think the accent is associated with something else. Yeah. Do you know the type of way? Sure. Absolutely. It's associated with criminality, isn't it, really? That's what yeah. it is. That's what I was getting. Yeah, but I didn't want to be it. the one to say it because it's like <laughs> it's victim so mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it, it is, is though, really. Yeah. That's in the media and in fucking papers and everything else. You Occupations heard this as well. It's in, in yeah. employment as well. But I think we are moving past it. It's, just, it's been a slow one to turn, but we're getting there, Damo. Yeah. I used to think that you have to get out more to people when they start you know, playing in town and all. And, you go to these songwriter nights and you'd be invited back to parties and all to sort of uh, push people there. But be like when you talk, when I talk, they'd be just going, oh, they'd be in shock, you know. But they never, they never actually met somebody with a fucking working class Dublin accent, you know. Yeah. And you're sort of some of them are fascinated and some of them are just in horror and you're just thinking you need to get out more, guys. That's only off what they're reading and what they're hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all. I said we did an episode of Nicola Talent and we spoke about this type of thing. You know, we gave her a, an example about like why we think what portrayed different than the media and stuff and it was when me and Calvin actually went for a coffee one time and where were we again? When we were to talk, the day we talked about making the podcast. Black Rock. Black Rock. And we went into a coffee shop to buy a coffee and there was a girl in front of us in the queue. And I, we only walked in and when I, I said something to Calvin and she looked back at me, grabbed her handbag, pulled her in tight yeah, yeah. and took a few steps forward and I just sort of went, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. She heard the action and she obviously seen the clothes, like the tracksuit and the runners. Are, yeah. So it's just one of them things. She probably never even has been in a working class area or like anywhere like that. So she probably just hears the accent, sees the clothes and associates that then yeah. with what she's seen in the media. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not even her fault. Yeah. But classism is alive and well on both ends of the spectrum as well. Yeah. That's what we're trying to bridge stack up, you know what I mean? It's all well and good saying, oh, they don't like us because we're coming. Mm. But then you sit down and say, oh yeah, look at that posh EJ. Look yeah, at that. That's, 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 I've seen a lot of snobbery as well, yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to say. Like, Make sure your fingers are clean before you start pointing them. Oh, we're guilty yeah. of it. Absolutely. So we're, we're trying to... Trying to do that. Yeah, we yeah. take everybody on face value. 100%. Fuck where they're from. Doesn't 100%. matter. We've had people on this podcast and people will be like, see him there, or see who this, that, and you're about. And I'll be like, well, hold on for a minute. Have you ever met him? And he'll be like, no, nah, but I heard. And I'll be like, well, wait until you talk to him. Yeah. Because if, if that was the case, then we'd be believed we'd have no one on the podcast. You That's know it, I mean? yeah. Well, nobody can fucking help where they're born. Yeah. You can't fucking choose where you're born. Damn, you write a lot of songs about growing up and what you say in life and the people that you meet. What's that like? Has anyone ever pulled you on that and said, like, oh, have you ever had to sit someone down and say, look, I'm going to write a song about this person? Is that all right? No. 
No, ma just... Täisli, <laughs> I didn't give up all that. <laughs> no, I just write my cunts being... What I feel strongly about and... Uh, yeah, I have to like feel strongly about something before I can write a good song about it, you know, really. Mm. Just that type of writer. Yeah. And uh, a lot of songs, I was like the guinea pig, you know. I wrote them to, to, to sort of make me feel better about stuff, you know. And so it sort of sealed my soul, you know. And then I was the guinea pig and they seemed to work on other people then. After your first album, you moved to New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was uh, a lad came over there from New York. He was in a band called Black 47. And he uh, heard this fella on the radio, you know, double next, and he was going, Jesus, who's the with a scab you know. He said, I hadn't heard something like that before, so he, he just went to Eamon Darlin's and asked his mate, Dermot Darlin, great friend of mine. Chris Bourne's his name, this, this guy from New York. But uh, who's this guy? And Dermot says, he's playing out here tomorrow. Come on and see him. And he invited me to New York and I went over there and it was just brilliant, you know, because nobody gave a fuck what you spoke like or where you were from. You were just one of the fucking ants, you know. There was no, didn't see any class system over there to fuck all like that, you know. It's the melting pot, isn't it, over there? Melting like, pot, everyone, everyone's, everyone's, fucking, everyone's in the same boat. They're all chasing a dream, aren't they? Yeah, you? that's it, yeah. That's the thing about New York. Yeah. Is that where, uh, is that where you wrote Apple and Me Eye? It was, yeah. Yeah. I wrote the Apple and Me Eye yeah, in New York and Brooklyn. I did indeed, yeah. And it's all good as well. So too many big songs I've got in New York, so it's, it's great to travel, you know. It's great for the, especially if you're from a small island like this, you know, it's great for to get out for a year. Where's your favourite country you've ever been to? New Zealand was great, no? That's a great spot. New Zealand? Couldn't yeah. pick any further away, could you? <laughs> like, you literally went. <laughs> I got as far away from Ireland and I picked it up. I got so far, I started coming back. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand, yeah, yeah. You go to the airport, everyone's smiling. All the happy heads, you know? So I in Dublin as well, because everyone's leaving. Yeah. I'd <laughs> to get out of here. Have you travelled? Yeah, looking to do a bit more, to be honest with you, Damon, not enough. I think the last, obviously, couple of years has, has that, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, family in Australia. Lovely. Going to need to go and see them. Get out and see well, them, yeah, get out and see them. You know what I mean? My sister, she actually gone back to Australia. Uh, she was here for a few months. Where did you? Melbourne. Ah, so. So uh, I think she's actually moving up north to Darwin. Oh, lovely. Taken. Deadly. Darwin's up north, is it? I think yeah. she's going, yeah. I, I got into the airport in Darwin, you know, I didn't know much about it, just Darwin, I got to Darwin, had a gig there, and I just had a little jacket on, fucking black jeans and black boots, and it was 45 degrees or something. Yeah. Walked out, oh, oh, fuck's sake, sweating, and then uh, went to the hotel and fucking, you know, got out of the gear and got me towel and fucking shorts and on the way down to the beach. And I said, where are you going, mate? Oh, I'm going for a swim. No, you're not, mate. It's fucking, he says, there's fucking... 24 crocodiles in that beach is fucking uh, there's box jellyfish and fucking bull sharks <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake no way but they see, see I go down there they said there's, there's a, a we have a like a, a man made beach here with a big fucking you know not uh, connected to the sea you know but I was on the way down to the beach <laughs> The beach. Been bleeding out of life. probably look at you and say, "Fuck that!" <laughs> Again, smart with him. <laughs> <laughs> now, crocodiles and sharks don't eat Irish people. Yeah, because there's none here. <laughs> no, they, just, they just look at we're so white. We look like a fucking uncooked chicken. Or we look like we've been dead for two weeks. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you go for the brown Australian beside us. You know. Yeah. It's like a cooked chicken. <laughs> and the blood alcohol levels can be bad as well. So you don't want that. that that's but, what uh, it is. But uh, if you go to get, get hang out with some of the Aboriginals, you know, meet some of the Aboriginals. If you go to Australia, yeah, or New Zealand, meet the Maori, you know. And uh, what about yourself? No, I'm not into it. Are you travelling? Yeah, right. Not into it. board, that's grand. Yeah, I love Dublin. I sure. love Ireland. Love yeah. everything about it. I love the whole country. Yeah, love even going to other counties. Yeah, the, the thoughts are going away anyway. Do you know what? I don't like the whole 
it's a it's a completely new like new police. It's new uh, uh, language, oh. everything. It, it just scrambled my head straight oh, away. Sure, yeah, like, yeah, gotcha. Let us just be at home. That's sound. That's all good. Oh, I love it, Damo. I swear to God, it's my favourite yeah. thing. You know, you're saying I'm not enough. I feel like he's away every two weeks. Yeah, has a great life, Damo. Haven't been away in a while though. But no, like give you an example. Like I was in Mexico last year, Woolly. and we done a tour there, and, and it was all about like the Aztecs that are there. Brilliant. And what, what the Spanish done to the Aztecs when the Spanish came and I was like Jesus Christ was, that's yeah. just as bad as what the English done when they come off to Ireland you know what I mean and stuff like yeah. that yeah. and you look at the Mexicans and you can draw similarities between the Mexicans and the Irish yeah. the way the culture is and the way they go about that business and you're like you can see kind of similarities there and then you go like the other side of the world I went to Thailand a couple of years ago and just them people live such a simplistic life they have nothing and they're so happy with it yeah. and they don't care and they're so welcoming and yeah. you're like this is deadly you know when you learn yeah. like stuff like that and then obviously you travel over America and they're so gullible they believe that and you tell them that we don't have Wednesdays in Ireland and they think that's true we have a six day week <laughs> you know what I mean so it's not Wednesdays as you tell them that? yeah I've told them it's not Wednesdays Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday believe that <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story then, my uh, a, lot, a lot of Americans need to travel more yeah need to get out more a lot of them don't have passports don't they know no they don't have passports yeah why is that they have, they have a day down in Mexico for the Irish do you have a what a day in, in Mexico for the Irish uh, the San Patricio Brigade they were the Irish soldiers in the American army and Mexico was fighting America the Irish in the American army were being treated like shit because they were Catholics you know mm. by the president's officers they were fucking being treated like dogs you know so they just they were just uh, they heard about the Mexicans and you could hear the church bell ring the, ringing, you know, the Catholic uh, church bell. So they just fucking deserted, went down, fought with the Mexicans, you know. They had a brigade. They were very successful, you know. And they have a day for them, the, the San Patricios, yeah. <laughs> Chieftains have an album about it. I have a song about it, actually, as well. Have you ever been to Mexico? Uh, no, I want to go. I don't yeah. want to go. But it was, uh, it was in San Pedro in LA, which is uh, a Mexican barrio. Yeah. Where the Mexican guy, uh, Mike Herrera, it was, it's fucking all the fellas and it's the hood you know fellas on the corners with the yeah. with the fucking they had glocks and all in their, in their, down their waistband and all but uh, I was with Mike so I was alright he was a Mexican American but we started jamming out the back we started playing ballads and fucking the whole neighbourhood came out to hear these Irish songs you know they fucking loved them oh, San Patricio San Patricio they loved the Irish in Mexico so uh, yeah, there's a lot of Irish history down in uh, Argentina as well the Che Guevara well he was Argentina he was a uh, half Irish Galway the Lynches and uh, Admiral Brown, who have, he's set up the Argentine Navy. He's from Mayo, and he's fought the Spanish out of uh, Argentina. And Chile as well, uh, Bernardo O'Higgins, he sort of fought, fought the Spanish out of Chile. Another uh, Irish... Uh, Madness. Uh, South American. See, things like that, like, you know, like all these little pockets of history, that's yeah. deadly. Yeah, and uh, in the Red Legs and Barbados as well. There's people uh, still with Irish accents. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Have you ever seen them videos, Terrence? Oh. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Fellas like Bladen, born and reared in the Caribbean, yeah, sound like they're from Mayo. Yeah. How? It's because the slaves, the slaves, they were sent there. They were sent there after the, the Cromwellian Wars. When, uh, and still now they have them accents. They still, yeah. uh, they still, Look her up. They still, the red legs, they are called. They, they, couldn't, they, they couldn't take, they were no use to slaves, they couldn't take the fucking sun. They just dropping like flies and sunstroke, you know, they were cutting the sugar, sugar cane. Yeah. Sugar cane, yeah. But they're no use, so they just. Uh, they're just left at the top of the island, but uh, they still have Irish accents. That's mad, isn't mm. it? It's lethal, though. Demo, you touched on that just uh, at the start of this, what we're getting on, and now I know it's probably gone too far past, but would you do Apple of Me Eye for me? 
for us. Sure. It's actually your favourite song, isn't it? It is. It's his favourite song. Serious, I don't even quality. I love it. It's the one place you want to go to is New York, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to go to New York. Yeah, I'd like to go to New York. I've no, I've no interest in it anywhere else in the whole world. Just so I'll put you on uh, onto a few good places to go. In New York. A few good contacts. Just yeah. make sure they don't all have glocks and all on them. Because well, I can't sing. <laughs> so I'd be snookered. I'd be there saying, tell them jokes and all. <laughs> Not a comedian either. Tell us you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the other fellow. What was his name? The Mexican-American. Mike. Mike. That's good, bro. Oh, no. Mike Guerrero. Mike Guerrero, yeah. Let's go back. Mike Guerrero. Let me look at that. Mike Guerrero. You him? Take that. I know we had, when I went there, uh, I just felt free walking around Manhattan. There was no class structure there. I didn't, you know, feel people were judging me because of fucking, you know, the working class Dublin thing. Or, and uh, I saw everybody from all over the world on that island in Manhattan. And there was no war. You all living there, just getting on with shit. There was no fucking uh, tribal warfare or... You know, so it just proved to me that people can live in peace, you know. Everyone can live together. Cities like New York and London proved that. And now Dublin mm. proved that, you know. So, uh, class. Get up, Bella. Fucking bollocks forever. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're up, damn it. Shiv, Massmore, fair fuck to this. Oh 
Or the time, just from the heart, from the soul. A hand, a toe, a tree, I feel the city's love. Lovely. The apple of my eye, I cherish all. quality. Right, Demo, I hope you don't mind me saying, but we did that song twice. Yeah. <laughs> You're a perfectionist, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it wrecks me head, bum notes, you know. It sounded absolutely perfect to about ten of us. There was nothing wrong with it at all, and you were like, lads, we're going to have to do that again. We're like, yeah, absolutely grand, Demo, no problem. Well, look, we're I, happily I, listening to you sing it twice. Don't do it twice, Demo, no. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, do it ten times. <laughs> I knew I could get it better. Yeah. I knew I could do it better, you know. Quality M. So that's my favourite song demo, yeah? What's your favourite song to perform? I suppose I like uh, Chris and Steve because it gets everybody crying. It does. Demo, I swear to God, yeah. 
Crying man, the travellers call me the crying man, the travellers are there now. Well, we just listening to it yesterday, so I had your just playlist on Shuffle in the car on the way home yesterday, and they come on. Man, I didn't knock her off, and I swear to God, I was just sitting in the traffic, and I wasn't emotional, and tears were just rolling down my face. And I was like, for fuck's sake. And I said it to him today, I said, he watched the Love Yourself documentary, and I said, Terrence, you're going to cry. And what did you say to me then when we went for a toilet break? <laughs> She says, I'm not looking forward to this. She says, Chris and Stevie, I said. Ah, does it get you, damn. Oh, the Jay, ah. See, I'm not very, I don't cry often enough, damn. I wish I could cry more. Yeah. Swear to God, crying, did you ever see you have to go cry? Mm. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You're great, don't you? I felt relieved in yeah. traffic yesterday. Yeah. I was sitting there, bald, my eyes out, and then I felt brand new with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you get, a, you get a hug off somebody or something. Yeah. You just have release. A good, have a good cry. Just release, a, just a yeah. good release, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, that song does it for you. So if you're looking for a good cry, mm. coming up in a few minutes, but bear yeah. with us there. Can you... <laughs> um, what, what do you think people's favourite song is? Agile gigs. What's the most common one that you hear is that favourite? It's the ones they can sing along to, I suppose. You know, it's the ones they can all sing in unison. All sing as, a, as, as one, as a big community. As one living, breathing. Uh, massive emotion and... Um, Entity. entity. Yeah. Living, breathing entity, yeah. One yeah. massive living, breathing, sweating entity. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Amo. Is Vicar Street a favourite venue to play? Yeah, there's nowhere like Vicar Street, really. But you know, I try and re recreate Vicar Street, you know. With great shows. Anywhere the people come along and uh, I just uh, willing to like, let go of everything, you know. Let themselves go and just sing like there's no tomorrow, you know. Incredible gigs in Belfast and Limerick and Galway and Cork and other towns around the country. It's like uh, just Vicar Street except smaller. And in London and Liverpool and New York, you know. It's all about the people. If they're willing to just let go of everything and just sing like it was the last day on earth, you know. And that's what it almost feels like at the gigs, Damo. Don't know where the fucking is. Like, it's like, we, remember after it, we were trying to describe it to people. And we're like, there's no way of explaining mm. yeah. the feeling at them gigs. Yeah. It's like the music and then everyone's... It's just, it's... It, it does, I swear to God, that took me away from life for however many hours we were there, two, three hours, whatever. But it was like, this is mental. Mm. Yeah. Like, it, it's... I can't describe it to people. Sure. Sure. An hour after, there was gangs of fellas still going up Thomas Street singing It's All Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. We've... Played Vicar Street as well. Mm, might be down there again. <laughs> this is a little. Uh, How's it going? Yeah, done a live show there. Yeah. We've done two there. Brilliant. Um, look, listen, let's not beat around the bush. We'll be doing the hat trick soon. Yeah. But, but uh, it's a it's a weird old venue, then. I don't know what it is because the capacity is so big, but it's still so. It's a small room. Yeah. So it's. You can see people. You can see everybody. You can, you see, can see the everybody. balcony. I can see people I know up the, down the fucking very back and all. Yeah. How'd you find that? We we think that's a bit unsettling, being able to see everybody. Nah, you got like I said, you start, you're away. Once once you once you fucking play that first card, you're away. You know, hmm. away with the fairies. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is. Yeah, it's nerve wracking. Like, ah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. Like a lot of people who say to me, like, oh, like how does that feel? Like walking out in front of that many people. Like, hmm. I'm like, 
it's it's only getting to the stage that's the issue with me. Yeah. Everything before that, I'm like, oh, I feel sick. I can't yeah. talk. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to nobody. Nightmare before, isn't it? Horrible. Nightmare. And victory has that quote on the wall when you come down the stairs as yeah, well. Yeah. That basically just humbles you. Yeah. yeah. Basically says. You're only somebody on that stage or a nobody when you come off it. Basically. Yeah. That's just a paraphrase. Yeah. And I, was lo- I love it because I love like, imagine how many people have read that quote. Yeah. Got a reality check. Yeah. yeah. Said, Don't forget yourself. Yeah. yeah. Leave your ego fucking behind you and just get out there and enjoy the moment. Have you got your picture on the wall in the back? If not, we'll put it up for you, Damo. Please. Where are you? No. <laughs> we'll do <laughs> we'll that. Get one well. for you as well. <laughs> you know where the dressing room is in Vigo Street? <laughs> No, I think there's a picture up, up, up there somewhere, yeah, but it's just like a second home, you know? Mm. It's like being at home in there, you know? It's like a gaff. It's like a living room or something. Yeah. Yeah, not for us. They're trying to fuck us out. So actually, it is like a gaff then. <laughs> Landlords. <laughs> Come here, you're back in there. Uh, you're doing a December run again, are you? December run again. The first time in three years we have to do the full capacity, you know, stand up, sweaty, fucking kissy, fucking huggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be magic. How many years in a row have you played there? Uh, about 18 now. Fucking class. Yeah. 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 No matter where you go in the world, I'd imagine it's going to be that same crowd. It does be. Yeah, absolutely. It's just that Vic actually has that homely feeling to you. Yeah. When you go to Sydney or to New York or somewhere in New Zealand, the Irish people there who are working there drag uh, their friends along who are New Zealand or Australian or who could be from anywhere. That's how it spreads organically, you know? Yeah. You mentioned Chris and Stevie there. Yeah. Can you give us a bit of background to the song? Uh, it's about two friends of mine who uh, never told anybody, you know, how, how bad they were feeling. And, uh, you know, they should be still around, you know, but uh, I think if maybe if they had to reach out to somebody and told them, they might be still here. So uh, that's what it is. It's telling people to reach out. Just just say it to, just say it to someone you trust or love. Listen, what, what do you do for your head, you know? What's a good What's a good way to you know clear your head? That's what I That's what I said to my mother, and my teens. So she said, "Man, what What do you recommend for the head? You know, my head isn't right." I didn't let her know how badly depressed I was. You know, I was really badly depressed, very bad. But she's just uh, she just said meditation. You know, I done that and it really helped. But as soon as you say it, you don't feel so alone anymore. You know, so anybody out there, you know, you're feeling very bad, very down. Just say it to someone you trust or love. Just ask them, what would you do for the you know cluttered head or what do you do when you get a bit bogged down? Just ask them. Do it tonight. And, uh, you know, it's a problem. Shared is a problem halved, you know? Definitely. And the people who love you deserve for you to tell them, you know, if you're not feeling right. They deserve for you to say to them. So, uh, I'll give the song a lecture, Please, Damo. A few tears shed here, boys. My buddy Stevie, I loved him well. We had some laugh, he was sound as a bell. Our little lives, they ran. He played with fire and got burnt as hell And I'm remembering little things we don't 
We'd bonk their train out to the beach in the sun. We'd steal some mice pops and laughing run. And through the sand dunes with finger guns. But one day Stevie, he got the bitten by a bug. He was fascinated by the life of the thug. He felt a weakling and he craved some power. But the thug's existence consumed on sour. Buddy Chris, he was quiet but tough And to his face you wouldn't call him a puff We'd done the boxing and had many's the scrap To this young warrior I'll tip my cap In Celtic times it's wasn't seen as wrong Till the Roman Empire With the shame came along They called this love evil And they done much harm But if you're hurting no one You'll be in God's arms Well, Chris and Stevie I miss you both Two more young people cut down from a rope And it breaks my heart that you went so far To all you people, be proud of who you are
County House. Powerful that one, isn't it? Thanks, lads. Nice one. Thanks, Samuel. Fucking hell. Um, I'll write a happy song one of these days. I'm a fuck off. As my old always says, the daddy, there's Mr. Happy. Look, write my fucking happy songs. <laughs> Write some good songs, will you, for fuck's sake? <laughs> Stick a cucumber down your trousers, sell yourself for fuck's sake, will you? Make some hits. Powerful message in that song, Nemo. Um, yeah, it's a message that we really, we try and push on the podcast. Sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we act up bollocks a lot of the time and, and we do get down and deep sometimes as well, but the be-all and end-all of the podcast is to get that message out. Sure. It's the talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's people willing to listen. It's people, people who want you here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're worth, you are, you're worth something. There's no, no one out there that's worth nothing. Absolutely, yeah. That's the problem. You think you're worth nothing. Mm. People don't realise how much people love them. Yeah. 2022 you don't need to be going through this stuff on your own either yeah absolutely I think yeah. we are talking about recently enough we said like I, what I think happens to a lot of people is they think no one else knows how they feel yeah not realising it's a lot more common than you think yeah if you had a pain in your bleeding shoulder you'd go around telling everyone about it my fucking shoulder's killing me yeah you'd be telling everybody you, know, you need to let people know if you're going to the doctor with it yeah, yeah, yeah. give yourself the best chance as well tell people and do stuff to prevent it you know there's lifestyle choices you can make. A lot of people look to the bag, look to the to the bottles. That stuff is only gonna fucking it's on a hinder yet. It's not gonna worse, help. It? Make it worse. Hand down the road. Mm. On a multiplier though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh talk to someone, look after yourself, look after your software, your software looks after the hardware and vice versa. Give yourself every best chance. Yeah. And there is people out there willing to listen and you Loads know award something. Loads of them. Mm. Yeah, that's why we need real people like you, Damo, spreading yeah. that message. Thanks, Damo. On yourselves. Because Thanks, lads. through music as well, though we know how music, what it does to people. Yeah. It really brings something out in you. And I think we don't have enough 
songs like that, enough red people like that. We have some good people coming through, and we've had we've had you and we've had Aslan, and we have Colonel Martin coming through as well. Colonel's brilliant, brilliant too. He's brilliant. He's mm. did backup for you as well. I think uh, a couple of gigs. Yeah, and Aslan gave me uh, one of my four shots as well. You know, mm. and the point that buddy got me on before them. You know, yeah, they're brilliant, amazing. You talked about your own depression there before we got into that. Damn, I'm not sure if you want to. Uh, I have an overactive mind. I was smoking, uh, my mates were all smoking at just the, the ganji, you know. <laughs> so I was just trying to keep up with them and uh, I couldn't really, you know. I was trying to, you know. Yeah. The ego. Trying to, uh, but uh, my head was fucking going all over the gaff, you know. Whereas they were just getting a buzz out of it and just <laughs> listening to Bob Marley. My head was fucking racing, going off in all directions and going into dark places. And so uh, I just went there, was, went there really down. Doesn't agree with a lot of people there, man. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in them situations. Yeah, yeah. Like I have a certain type of mind that can be send you fucking to a very dark place. You're big into the sea swims, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think loads of stuff. Like you can't get any closer to the mother nature when you're up to your neck on her. Mm-hmm. Great way of saying it. Yeah. You're up to your neck on her. Up to your neck on her, yeah. <laughs> It is, the sea swimming as well is really, really good for the yeah. mental health it's for the head, brilliant. isn't it? At the ground and getting your feet on, on the earth as well, you know, touching the earth. You never really touch the earth anymore. Mm-hmm. Kids, you know. But just touching the phone, they should be, uh, I don't know, even they say, even gardening, touching the earth, opening up the soil, and Or sea swimming or something like that, or getting to the park and getting your shoes and socks off and getting, the, getting your feet on the ground. Shoes and stockings, we used to call it stockings. I call them Call them stockings, yeah. Stockings. Yeah, people are slagging me over the... Yeah. I never said fucking socks. That's American. Socks. Yeah. Stockings and people say, what, stockings? What, you wore stockings? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so not them fucking stockings with the blade suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he thought I meant. <laughs> we always wore stockings in the 80s. They're going, what? Kinky <laughs> <Yankee> bastards. <laughs> yeah, you're big into uh, the nature, like. Nature, yeah, yeah. Do you hike a lot? Uh, go to the yeah, go to the mountains there, uh, just into the woods. We sort of divorce from nature, you know. Mm. Yeah. You get back to nature, you just feel so much better. I think. Yeah. Even to a park, even with trees, you know, just be under the tree for a while. Anywhere you can get a bit of nature is great. Loving I'll hike myself now. Glendalough is little. I don't That's care. Magic. It's on yeah. your doorstep yeah. and it's little. So hot as well, though, you yeah. know, because you start yeah. off. Absolutely. On the left side, you come around, then you see the whole lot of leading towards down there, Magic, the mountains, it? and all. It's fucking lovely. I'm yeah. blessed here for that. And uh, I do I have five yoga meals, simple meals I do in the morning. I do them five times each. Then you lie down, do the breathing, and then try to meditate for about two minutes. Great. Keep it simple, like. Yeah, and just have to practice it. Hmm. Have to practice meditation. You know, you can't just. It's not going to work the first few times. Just to, if you do it three times a week for five minutes, you know, you get hmm. it. It's so, such a simplistic thing, you don't need that, neither. Yeah, when you stop no, your mind, the, the buzz you get, you can feel the fucking spirit inside you, you know, you feel the, the spirit within, you really can. What was the biggest moment of your career, Damon, so far? Ah, it's when people like, come up to you and say that that song saved my life, you know. I was going through a horrible time, that song. I'd play that song again and again, or that album again and again. And it uh, really uh, got me through that hard time, you know, or it saved my life, or got me over, you know, a, a bad place in my head, you know. That's always the... Uh, the best moments. Yeah. I knew you'd say something like that. Yeah, it's deadly. You're you're a man of the people though, aren't you? You're all about giving back. That's something that I know it's with you. Um I hope you don't mind me bringing them up, but you talked about your dad there uh, and how like the comedic value we had. Yeah. And when 
and we were right saying it was was it December last year you lost at a yeah, it was yeah yeah because I remember you mentioned that Vic Ashry yeah I remember thinking fucking fair play to him like you know what I mean going through that and he's still up on that stage and it's like but you kind of knew you had like a duty to give to the people and I was like that's so selfless that's such an act you know what I mean yeah um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's what I it's, it's what him him and my mother put me here to do. Really, that's what I think. Mm. Was he a big uh, influence on you, Damo? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, tough me up now, you know, tough me up. <laughs> Reality checks out. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, he was from Pierce House down there in the Keys, you know. Yeah, uh, block of flats, but uh, they moved out to Irish. They got transferred out of flats out to, out to Irish town because they're having a row with some other family. And it was more the other family than them. Yeah. The big mill that was. So, so, some, of the, the, some of the older guys still remember the big fight in Pierce House, but uh, they got a transfer then anyway. It's one way of getting a transfer, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a house in the garden. <laughs> in the yeah, but uh, I, I was just about to go on stage and other voices, the 20th anniversary of other voices, and uh, just, I, I just got a text. Very sorry to hear. He's just he's at that dying, you know. So, oh my Jesus Christ, what am I going to do? Go on stage and sing them across. Sing them across the Great Divide, you know, sing them across. So I told nobody and just didn't tell the band, just got on fucking sang. Like there was no tomorrow, sang them across, you know. I was singing to him, you know, on his way across the Great Divide. And uh, he died uh, in the Mata Hospital too, too uh, during the song, uh, they were playing music for him. Uh, it was the song, Time to Say Goodbye. Great song. Yeah, beautiful song, isn't it? Mm. And, I, and I was uh, I was down at the, the, the uh, local pub the next night uh, writing the eulogy. Uh, just uh, trying to get a few good words to say, you know. And uh, it's full of old memory drink, you know. Big bleeding Guinness bellies and Guinness farts. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's about one or two uh, women from town, actually, that they drink in there. They're lovely people, you know. But uh, I feel like a spring chicken in there, you know. That's why you go in there. <laughs> and nobody gives a fuck who you are. Like, yeah. just all, the, all the old crew. But uh, there was this woman in there that's sitting across me, you know. The next day after they died, it's all elegant, you know, with a, with a friend of hers. And I said, what the fuck is she doing in here? She was sort of olive skin. Looked there uh, foreign, you know. I found her later. She was Italian. But she started, she just broke into the song at about nine o'clock and started singing Time to Say Goodbye. I was going, uh, here. Mm-hmm. I never heard that song sang anywhere, you know. Only for, for your man, Andrea Bocelli. So that was a, a nudge for me though, I think, you know. Keep the faith, I'm alright, don't worry about it. Mm. So uh, don't worry, I'm not going to sing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> he's there fucking singing the song now. <laughs> Ball and crying. <laughs> so give, uh, might as well just take that moment, give me that shout out to his birthday today as well. Happy birthday, big man. He's basically my dad as well. What's happening? Uh, lovely. Yeah, I need one. I lost happy birthday, Mr. Calvin. <laughs> Mr. Calvin. Mr. Calvin. Mr. Mr. Cloyan, happy birthday. Yeah. What's, Aiden. what's his name? Aiden. Aiden, happy birthday, man. Yeah. Many more, many happy returns. Yeah. And this is uh, my man's anniversary as well today, so. Ah, lovely. We have to go over to the gaff after this, Turnson. Yeah. A cup of Bruce Lee. Yeah, sure. We'll have something for him. Yeah. <laughs> a little present for him, or else we got a box on him. <laughs> I was in roses. the gaff. Yeah, I was in the gaff there the other week. I was, I do pop in every show. I do even go into his ma's and dad's gaff, and even yeah, when he's not there. St- I'll never forget how Stephen to stay rang me, right? He's been wearing their clothes now, has he? <laughs> Stephen to stay rang me, I was at home. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was a bit groggy. 
And I was looking, I was like, that looks like my man's kitchen. <laughs> he said, they're having a cup of tea with me, brother. He's like, yeah, where do you go? I was like, I'm out in my gaff. And he's like, right, I'm down in your mass. <laughs> oh, they just pop in every show up and then we were in there, we were in there. And every time I'm in there, I'm eating something out of the presses, they're putting something on. And You're eating his dinner, eh? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. I was eating a few cookies there the other night, and his dad walked in, just walks up to me and goes, eating again, eh? <laughs> You know, some celebrity, I believe, milked you. <laughs> Just walked out then, yeah. Oh, he says, yeah. I mean, I like Elky. So, shout out to Aiden. Happy birthday, mate. Fresh mm. as a flower. Um, There's another singer. Is it cookies or cookies? You know, I'm a cunt for a time. I deal with the Bilkies. Kilkies, Kilka. Bilks, Kilks. Yeah. Bilkies. I'm the same, yeah. I'm a blade nightmare. Man. People give me stick over it. Oh, Bilk. Like, fuck up, yeah, will you? Yeah, I hate when someone calls out on a word and you're like, you'd be paroled this early again. Yeah, do you know what I, mean? I think book sounds better than book. Yeah, so does, yeah. Day, you're really bleeding emphasis to two hours. That's the way I say trauma. And people yeah, always call me gives me anxiety. <laughs> and then that thing where you get that uh, spicy stuff, that spicy sausage, chorizo. Chorizo? What's the what? other word for chorizo? Chorizo or something like that. Chorizo, yeah. 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 We put a T in there, yeah? Chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are we at the end of the road, boys? Oh, probably. Damn, oh, you're prob- probably sick of us now, eh? He's definitely yeah, sick of us. Not at all, not at all. Have you had the plug or not, Damo? Uh, uh, Galway Limerick on the... Galway Limerick, yeah, in uh, December. Brilliant. The milk market in Galway, the big, tent, the, the big top in Galway on the... Sorry, yeah, the big top in Limerick on the... What's it called? The black box in Galway. Right. Right. So good on. on to that people yeah, exactly. another Vicar Street coming on sale the 17th of uh, December as well so what are you doing the, that week right up to Christmas then pretty much yeah so do you won't get your out of kip no probably having Christmas <laughs> dinner and all in it. I'll be sitting there in slippers and I'll have been yeah. boys on stage yeah <laughs> as well shout out to Sparky yeah. um, who's hey, that up yeah Sparky brilliant thanks Sparky Sparky's yeah. the go fair play to nice one for that as well um, right the angel of Ballymoon right yeah Damon, can you do me the biggest of favour? You play Terence's favourite song. Can you play us out the my favourite song? No. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, but you just have to sing if I do it, you know? You don't have to deal with the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? There's not much pipes involved in this one. Pipe part of the start, you don't have to do it. I'll do it with you. Right. Well, where's the... Is any uh, background or inspo behind this one? Because I think everyone can relate to it, you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. been in... This situation where they go out, they go on the rip, they think that they're bleeding king of the world, and then you're like, bollocks, I'm fucking yeah. hiding under a rock now for the rest of the fucking week. Yeah. And it's always, yeah. I'm off it, I'm off it, and then Friday rolls back around and you're back on the train. That's it, yeah. I remember that I, I, used, to, I used to go to the raves and all, you know? Yeah. I started in my teens, but uh, I just rem- <laughs> I remember, like, uh, I used to think if fucking Joseph Stalin walked in here now on the dance floor, he'd be fucking hugging him and kissing him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, if you saw Gandhi, you'd fucking cross the street to avoid him. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk. I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> just the difference in you know what I mean? the difference in your mood. It was just uh, it was just fucking such a fucking roller coaster, you know. Yeah, mm. I, there's one line in it, and I swear I laugh every time I hear it. Right, <laughs> and it's and the strangers who barely six hours ago were the best friends I thought I'd ever known. <laughs> now they're strangers again because I'm down and I won't say hello when I see them in town. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking true. So many people would be like, mm. oh, what's the story? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. And I was like, yeah. fucking come was born in the air on me last night. <laughs> he doesn't want to know me today. I know, it's bad, isn't it? 
It's that yeah. falseness of the, 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 the chemical hoy, you know? Yeah. It's how false it can be, like, and then you're just, like, in the depths of depression, then. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yes, damn it up, damn it. Right, I'll have to go wow instead of the fucking Ellen pipes, but... Okay, fuck it, You put me on the spot here, but fuck it. Let me try. Let me try that again. How the fuck am I gonna do this? Sorry, fuck it. I'll try and play the fucking thing. I had a guitar down off a fuck cycle. Like, Child and they glee. If you splurge, then I know you'll agree. Don't you win to a shell of what you used to be? Other weeks, shit, you're living in the fantasy. On the size, but the party to come. Day to day, like to do the same fun. I'm not telling you how to do your thing. I'm just laying down some facts about indulging. How this shit going round can be calm. Your control or decade or your war oh, ah, I'm giving it up by swear In the new year The number of that for me You'll see Like a king, someone give my psychiatrist a ring. I'm no bread and I feel that you're branded. All alone in a room full of beheads. Feel so hollow and sickly, I'm worthless. There's no cure in the mosques or the churches. I'm a stranger, you barely six hours ago. We're the best friends I thought that they'd ever know. Now they're strangers again, cause I'm down and I won't say hello. If I see them in time.
Thank you, mate. Honestly, I don't even know what to say, to be honest with you, Damo. Thanks for coming in. We know you don't really do much stuff like this, so we really do appreciate it. It did take us a while to get you in, but it just goes to show what kind of fellow you're at that you did actually take time out of your day to come in here. You played wherever we asked you to play. You're out of breath now. I don't know where to take it from there, Terence, to be honest. He's the goat who was worth away and I didn't get a box. So, yeah, 100%. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. He's a brilliant lads. Nah, you're brilliant, Damon. Great, great to talk to you. This is a fucking. You're yeah, legends. Thanks very much. Yeah, right? the shaman that done him it, Damien Dempsey. You never know how many people are helping and saving. So thanks a million. The go. Thanks, Damon, for coming in. Damien. Appreciate it. Legend. Wrap this one up. Let's do it. All right, boys. Take us out, Kino. Boom! Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app. What you waiting for? What you back in it? The hip knocker.